This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I know it's super late. Uh, I'm sure she's probably not used to being up at these ungodly hours. But when you have a double overtime playoff hockey game, it means that the work never stops. So the Islanders got another game to play on Thursday. So let's welcome in a legend who has really been killing it for us throughout this postseason. Molly Walker in the New York Post. What's happening, Molly? Yeah, JJ, I don't know how you do these late nights because I'm I'm struggling pretty hard here, but happy to talk about a double overtime win any day of the week. <laughs> oh, for sure. And listen, Molly, it's a big Starbucks coffee in the morning and then just JJ being JJ. I mean, I basically leave it at that. But enough about me. Let's get right to it. Um, your initial thought when the Tampa Bay Lightning go on a four-minute power play Right at the end of the third period, I got to be honest with you, Molly. I thought right then and there, it was over. I I thought Tampa was going to score. I I thought it was going to be a commendable effort for the Islanders, but they were going to fall short. Were you thinking at that point in time this series was about to be done, Zell? I mean, honestly, I was pretty distracted by Beauvillier's face, honestly, just sitting in the penalty box. I felt so bad for him, and I was holding my breath for him because of how terrible he looked that he took that double minor high stick. But, yeah, no, that was... That was a huge kill for the Islanders, and obviously, you know, they put it in the back of the net, the season's over, but I I mean, it was a poor penalty to take, and, you know, it wasn't pretty. The win in general just wasn't pretty, but I feel like the whole team understands that, and and Barry talked about how it was just a grind from start to finish, and and they were really lucky to come away with a win tonight because it it definitely wasn't pretty. (laughs) You know what, though, Molly? It doesn't have to be, though. I mean, you You're think right. about it, right? Like, it's, it's playoff hockey, and sometimes you just got to capitalize on a mistake. That's the way these games work a lot of the time. And Shattenkirk, I thought, had a great look. It looked like Tampa was, like, looking at a really good scoring opportunity. He whiffs. Then all of a sudden, blink of an eye, they got a two-on-one set up, and that was just an unbelievable feed from Anders Lee and then Eberle, who had been struggling for mm-hmm. him to score that goal there, do you get the sense that could be something for him that maybe gets him going over the you know next game or two? Like sometimes you need that sort of like turning point. You need that puck luck, if you will, on your side. Uh, you think maybe that's going to be like a tide turner for him? 
He definitely needed it, that's for sure. And, and, and he's come up some big moments in his career in the NHL, but, you know, he definitely was having struggles um, offensively this series. So getting to keep the season alive will definitely give him the energy that he needs to, to take into game six. But my issue, I, I totally agree, you know, it wasn't pretty, but my issue was there were way too many missed opportunities. You cannot miss on some of those opportunities that they had against such a strong team like the Lightning. I mean, after the goal was overturned, you'd think that the Islanders would wake up, but, you know, on the like next shift, J.G. Pajot opted for a pass on a two-on-one that he should have shot, and then there was nearly a two-minute-long delayed penalty that they pinned Tampa in their zone, and they couldn't capitalize it, and they had one shot on the following power play. So, I mean, yes, it wasn't pretty, but I feel like there were just so many missed opportunities that they could have ended it in regulation and, and been even more fresh going into game six. But obviously, you know, you get the job done, you keep your season alive, so you can't really complain. But that was my only issue was definitely the missed opportunities. But like you said, with, with Jordan, I, I definitely think it could work in his favor energy-wise and, and momentum-wise going into the next game. Molly, what was your take on some of the line changes going into this? Was that just the simple fact that Barry Trotz trying to shake it up, rough game four, trying to make something happen? Were you surprised by those line changes? I wasn't surprised by it um, because I had a feeling that Barry was going to want to put Johnny Boychuk in. Um, just having the season on the line and, and the fact that he kind of got bodied out of the lineup by Andy Green and he hasn't seen any game action since game one against the Florida Panthers in the play-in round. You know, I'm sure Johnny was absolutely itching to get into the game, and you saw that. You know, he was blocking shots. He was sacrificing his body for the play, and, and that was really what the Islanders needed. So I feel like Barry, you know, he wanted to roll with the 11 forwards and seven defensemen because he needed to make it work to put Johnny Boychuk in there because they really needed some little extra oomph and I feel like Johnny definitely provided that for them and and that's why even though it wasn't the prettiest of wins um, they were still able to grind it out Molly Walker New York Post she joins us here after the Islanders winning double overtime keeping their season alive as they'll get ready for a game six on Thursday night and you know Molly was talking about a few minutes ago Tampa Bay is really good. Like, like there's no secret mm-hmm. here. I think pound for pound, they've shown you in this series, they've shown you, I think, throughout the postseason, they're the more talented team. Mm-hmm. That said, they're a team that has not gotten over the hump yet. You know, like this group mm-hmm. of Tampa Bay Lightning players has not won a Stanley Cup. So do you get the sense going into game six, they could be a little tight? If you see the Islanders go and get an early goal, all of a sudden Tampa has to play from behind. Um, do you think that some of like that, like that mental edge or lack thereof that certain championship teams just have because they've been there, they've done it, they they have that sort of experience? Do you think that could hurt Tampa here moving forward? I think Tampa has a chip on their shoulder to begin with, just even after their early exit in last season, in last year's postseason. So I, I feel like they expect a lot of themselves. And, you know, but the Islanders are taking advantage of that. You know, I know in, in the pregame um, availability today, uh, a couple of players were talking about how it's, it's more on them right now. It's more on the lightning right now. The pressure is on them, you know, and the Islanders have been in that position where, you know, the, the fourth game is the closest, is the hardest one to close out. You know, that series clincher is, is always going to be the most difficult because the team on the other end is, is just desperate and, and throwing everything that they've got at it 
So, you know, that you saw with Philadelphia, they were able to force the game seven and, and then the Islanders obviously ran them off the ice. But, you know, with, with Tampa Bay, I, I feel like they definitely do have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and, it, and it's kind of weighing a little bit heavier, especially because they're so close they can taste it. So it definitely could trip them up a little bit. You know, it definitely could work in the Islanders' favor if they keep going into the, these next two games here with the attitude that, you know, the pressure is more so on them than it is on, on us, I guess, you know, or the Islanders, you know. If the Islanders win game six... What needs to happen in Molly Walker's opinion? What is an absolute must for the Islanders if they're extending this beyond Thursday night? I mean, I feel like if that happens, I, I, I mean, I'm going to make a pretty, pretty big, bold, I guess, uh, observation here. But if, if, they, if they force a game seven, I would have a really tough time seeing them bow out of that, at least. Uh, without wow, so you're up, telling yeah. me right now, if the Islanders force Game 7, you'd like them in Game 7. <laughs> I would. I would because I feel like, you know, this is the first adversity that they've really faced this entire postseason. I really didn't even count Game 7 because of how they came out against the Philadelphia Flyers and they shut them out, you know, so it, it really wasn't even that big of a challenge. But, you know, going down 3-1 to one in the series to a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning is – almost an insurmountable challenge I feel like they viewed it as so I feel like if they get to the point where they have come that far and all came all the way back I mean I I just I really couldn't see them not leaving it all out on the ice and not at least giving themselves the opportunity to advance to the Stanley Cup finals I got to give you some credit by the way I know I've been doing a ton of that (laughs) but I got to give you some more because I lost some money on Vegas to win the Stanley Cup final (laughs) and you told me you said look be careful of Dallas. You, you told me you like Dallas. You told me that Vegas could be had. So you weren't at all surprised that they ended up beating the Golden Knights, huh? No, not at all. I mean, Vegas is Vegas is tremendous, and then they they've had such a great run here. But you know, Dallas really they've got the momentum. You know, they've got the feel good. You know, you saw it in in, in the in the goalie's eyes when he said, "We're not going home." You know, like you, you really just know that they they're feeling it right now, and that's really a lot of what it's about. You know, it's a lot about the feeling that you have on your team. And, you know, that's why I think what the Islanders have going is so special because, you know, they really all feel it and they really all have bought into it. And, you know, you just saw it in the post-game availability today, just with Johnny Boychuk coming back, how, how grateful they're all for, they all are for him and, you know, how many, they had nothing but nice things to say about him. And it's just a complete team effort. So I'm very excited to see uh, who ends up being in the Stanley Cup finals because, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. <laughs> well, and how about Varlamov, by the way? I, I mm-hmm. thought he did a terrific job, and, and he had me cracking up, Molly. I was watching the postgame, <laughs> which I never do. I got to be honest. I never usually watch a lot of these postgame shows because normally I'm, like, watching another game. Like, with everything that's been going on, baseball, basketball, I, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like the tilt-the-world of sports. So, really like, is. my head's <laughs> on a swivel, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I know you got to work. I technically have to work, so I'm like, all right, I'm on the next game. But tonight, the Islanders were the last game on, so I said, all right, I'm going to flip it on. I'll, I'll watch this before I sign off the air. Dad Volamov cracking up, talking about his, like, swan dive there. That was like, <laughs> I, I grossed it. It was like Pete Rose sliding in the home. I mean, it, it, I like seeing a little personality out of the Islander uh, goaltender there. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, and that's honestly really rare. He's he's a very he's very professional all the time. He's very even keeled. He's very 
monotone. He doesn't like to show emotion. And, you know, that's that's what you want in a goaltender. You really want a guy that's very even-keeled like he is. And, you know, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I was cracking up. You know, he, he'd go head first into that celebration. And, and even when he came out for this post-game presser, it wasn't until Andrew Gross of Newsday asked him, directly about that swan dive into the celebration that he cracked his first smile you know even after a win and after he came up with big saves in both overtimes you know he really he stood tall for them you know he gave them an opportunity to win in overtime like you know he really did so just coming out in the post-game presser and not even having a smile on his face, I was kind of shocked. But then, obviously, bringing up that that pretty funny move there at the end that has since gone viral very quickly. Um, he cracked a smile, and he said he was just so excited for, for just himself and the team as a whole because they've just been pushing so hard for this, and, and he felt like they deserved to win. But that's also because he really gave them a chance to do that. Molly Walker of the New York Post. All right, Molly, I'm putting you on the spot here because that's no, what we no. do. No, that's all right. I, I thought no. I was going to get out of this because no, I gave never. you a no, bold come on prediction. You, you should, come you've on. done this now enough where <laughs> I, I would expect that you'd be like prepared for it now. Like, you know, you, you know what you've gotten yourself into for better or worse. So as we do around here, listen, don't feel bad. I make bad predictions all the time. Will there be a yeah, but you game bet on seven? Yours. That's right. Well, well listen, I'm not telling you to bet on it. I'm just telling you to make a prediction. Will there be a game seven, Molly Walker? I mean, I guess we'll really have to see. I mean, I know this this is the second game that they've beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning without Braden Point, and that could be a big factor because I know Braden Point is such a large presence for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I know uh, John Cooper didn't say if if he was sure if if, if Braden would be ready for for Game Six. So. I guess we're going to have to see, but I feel like if, if he's out, they'll definitely have a better chance of forcing a game seven, but he will be a, a definitely a, a game time X factor if he's in the lineup. And that's just me dancing around giving a I was going to say, you really prediction. are. I mean, you, uh, you might have a career in, in Washington, D.C. I think with, it was a With that kind of answer. I think it was really good. I really thought it was. I, you I, tried. I was but <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you again now. See, I'm, now oh, I'm no. going to be a good radio host. <laughs> you, that was that did not exactly sound like you were overly confident in the Islanders winning Game Six. <laughs> I if they get to a Game Seven, I I, I like their chances. All right, that's fair though. It, so you think Game they, Six will? So basically, what you tell me is you lean Tampa in Game Six, but if the Islanders mm-hmm. win Game Six, you like them in Game Seven. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Right? I feel like that is fair. I definitely feel like that's fair. I, you know, I just feel like. I just feel like with every everything that they've gone through this this postseason and and how how they've just kept their blinders on this whole time that if they get to a game seven you know that is just going to be the most locked in that you you saw what they were like in in their other game seven you know in the in the first game seven you know they were locked down like no one can beat them when they play like that so if that's the case then yeah I do like the Islanders in a game seven. <laughs> Molly, appreciate the time. Thank you for staying up late with us. And <laughs> I think when these Stanley Cup playoffs are over, whenever that may be, and you might have to work on like your Varlamov swan dive into like a pool or like an ocean somewhere. I know I know the temperatures are cooling down a little bit, so maybe it's not the best idea, but I mean, you've been working your butt off, so it's well-deserved. 
I don't think I'll have that kind of form, but I'll definitely try. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, you know, that that's a tough act to follow. I understand. It, it really is. Off, uh, that's a celebration. If I could pull it off after like burning a hole, eh, maybe I'll work on that. Molly, good stuff. Get some rest <laughs> and uh, keep up the good work. All right. All right. Thanks, JJ. Thanks for having me on. Have a good night. My pleasure. That's good stuff there from Molly Walker over at the New York Post and. You know, I had to I had to press Molly on it. You know, I had to be a good radio host. She was trying to dance around the question, but she basically got around to what I needed asked or answered, I should say. She likes Tampa in Game Six, but she thinks if the Islanders somehow, some way, win a Game Six, she'd be picking them to win a Game Seven. Man, that'd be pretty wild. When would Game Seven be? I'm guessing it would be Saturday night. Is that accurate, Fleeks? All right, good. The last thing I needed was another Sunday with the Islanders going up against the uh, you know, NFL because that would have been a problem. That would have been a major, major problem. And they would have played that game in the afternoon on Sunday because you got to remember, NBC has Sunday night football. So NBC does not care about what they're putting on at 3 o'clock. They're going to say, all right, the hell with it. We, we have nothing on right now, so we might as well throw something up there. You got a Game 7 in that series. That's got to be Saturday night at 8 o'clock. I mean, that's, that, that's the way you got to do it. You, 7.30. So if there is a Game 7, it would be 7.30 on Saturday night. I could live with that. I absolutely could live with that. Because that way I get the golf round in and around it too. 2.30, give or take. I get off the course around 6.30. I have a beverage. I think the Yankees are playing tonight. And I want to say the Mets are playing tonight. The Mets never play Saturday day games. Oh, that'd be perfect. I'd miss nothing. I'd miss absolutely nothing. Oh, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I, I want this now, Saturday night more than ever. That way I had Mets, Yankees, Islanders, God willing, and I'm sure there's an NBA game. I'm sure it's got to be the Eastern Conference Finals. My heat. It's amazing. I never in a million years thought I'd be rooting for Pat Riley. I am all in. Oh, baby, I'm all in. They, they win, I might get one of those Miami Vice t-shirts. Somebody tweeted at me. They're like, you know, JJ, you're a big Dolphin fan. Considering the state of the Knicks, you might as well hop on board. I was like, if only it was that easy. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.